It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, preppers new, preppers old, patriots, and sheepdogs. This is Bonsai Prepping. I'm Bonsai, and welcome to The Bunker. Show number 73. It is the 13th of December, 2023. Heading towards the end of the year. Remember how the last couple of weeks I've been talking about um, this is going to be, in my opinion, a more opportune time for the baddies out there to start doing more and more well it's 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 coming it's coming it's not the big one but lots and lots of little ones let's jump well well, before we hit hit the news um a couple of updates um i believe it is not set in stone yet i'm going to be finding out sometime today um usually i do not do a christmas show um but this time around, I believe I am going to be doing one um, because uh, Dominic and Brendan, a couple of uh, guys that you know, they've been on here before, they're wanting to actually drive over to come in studio live on the 24th on Christmas Eve for us to do a morning recording for a show for that week. And um, it should be, it should be good, because you know how we all seem to be, um, the way that we uh, can't stop talking. (laughs) Um, But it's a good thing, it's a good thing, as long as we're actually talking about substance, you know, and not just crap. I mean, it's good to have fun, trust me. And, And there are some shows where we definitely like to have a bit more fun than others uh joking around and you know talking about movies or whatever you know hits our fancy but the shows when we can sit down and and get to the the nitty-gritty of prepping and survival and the hows the whys the wheres the whens things like that i know that's why you guys tune in especially if you're trying to bring someone new into the fold um, you know, a family member or a friend and Hey, you got to hear these, these, like these guys talking about prepping. And then all of a sudden we're talking about our top Christmas movies and things like that. You know, it's, but that's the beauty though of radio. If we're serious, 100% of the time, all the time, it would get dark, dull, boring, you know? So we like to lighten it up on some shows. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, hell, even Rush Limbaugh, one of the greats, he used to do that, too. He talked politics, you know, most of the time. But every now and then, he'd go off on tangents and do, a, you know, a huge chunk of his show on technology or, you know, Apple. Because he was a big Apple iPhone lover um, and all that, you know. So sometimes it's good to break things up. So, and the other thing is sometime in January, don't have the date nailed down yet, um, I'm going to be having uh, a a dear friend of mine, someone who I train with, um, who has uh, taught me quite a bit, Uh, he's going to be on. Um, I'm holding the name for now simply because I'm not sure what he wants to go by for the show. But uh, we're going to be talking tactics, we're going to be talking home security, we're going to be... talking some vet combat vet type stuff stuff that 
he and others like him have seen and how that pertains to the world around us now and and why learning from vets combat vets in particular um is in my opinion some of the best training and insight and knowledge that you can glean because they've they've been there they've seen it they've seen the the dark side of humanity and unfortunately when the shit hits the fan in a big way it doesn't matter what the reason is be it natural man-made i mean look during hurricanes or or freaking like blizzards or earthquakes you get looters you get you know all kinds of nefarious people doing horrible things when they should be trying to help each other but when you talk to men and women that have served and that have served in in actual combat arenas and they've seen the worst of the worst it gives you a new perspective and you've got to listen to these guys these guys and gals because unfortunately uh those of us uh civvies that have not been exposed to that when the shit really does hit the fan the vast majority of people will have absolutely no idea how to handle it, how to react, how to survive. So it's always good to have someone that's walked the walk and talked the talk and actually lived it to try to teach us. Because, I mean, uh, no matter how much they try to teach you, unless you're there, you will never truly understand. But at least they could wake us up and help prepare us at least somewhat. I mean, I've had friends, you know, that have gone off and you've seen all the documentaries and stuff, even guys that go to boot camp, guys, gals, you know, they're preparing them for war. They're training them for war. But until they're actually in theater, you don't know how you're going to react. And some of these people that have been trained, they go out there and some get real dark themselves some freeze up and can't fight some take their training and do what has to be done you know no one truly knows how they are going to react or deal with those type of true situations so let's get going now with the news oh and yes this is a dry episode <laughs> no alcohol today, just some coffee and water. No, 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 no. I, I'm I'm not forsaking the spirits. It's just this is an early show. This is about nine thirty AM and uh I got places to go and you know, I don't drink and drive. So, you know, when you hear me normally doing my show and having a sip it's because it's in the evening and I'm not going anywhere afterwards. I'm just going to be chilling. But I got places to go, things to do, preps to take care of. So, yes, this is just coffee and water. Okay. So, what's been going on in Kiev, in Ukraine? You've probably been seeing it already uh, on the news by the time you guys are tuning into this. Um, but I actually got contacted by family. Uh, in Kiev uh, last night before it started hitting the news um, they have been hit hardcore with major cyber attack on their mobile phone services banking services air raid sirens even some electrical systems um, it's <clears throat> it's not good it is not good there at all we'll take this first from uh cnn here uh, major cyber attack on ukrainian mobile operator disrupts banking services and air raid sirens a major cyber attack on ukraine's largest mobile operator on tuesday disrupted a regional air raid warning service and some banking services for ukrainians according to the operator and local authorities the attack appeared to be one of the most impactful cyber attacks on Ukrainian critical infrastructure since Russia's full-scale invasion nearly two years ago. It damaged IT infrastructure at mobile operator Kyivstar, 
forcing the company to shut down network connections to contain the incident. Keevstar had 24.8 million customers at the end of 2022, uh, according to Ukrainian state information agencies. Uh, the In the northern Sumy region of Ukraine, air raid services experienced outages, according to the local military administration, due to, quote, due to a malfunction of the Kievstar operator, the air alert system will temporarily be out of service in the territory of Sumy City territorial community. The Sumy City military administration uh, said this, while the mobile operator specialists are troubleshooting technical issues, the community will be notified during the air raid by patrol officers and the state emergency services um it goes on uh, talking about because the internet's been affected as well what did that affect that affected the banks the atms um and other critical services folks what have we been saying the new field of warfare for World War Three is not only going to be conventional. It's not only possibly going to be nuclear, be it tactical or strategic. But one of the major battlefields of World War Three is going to be in the cyber realm. And I believe it's going to precede the actual shooting to weaken the infrastructure of the intended adversaries to create chaos, to create disruption. Now, how did uh, this information get out to me? Um, if phones were down in such and such, well, being the prepper that I is, <laughs> uh, we were able to get our family members out there a solar battery charger, just like the ones you see advertised all the time online now. You know, it's the the two or four panel type thing with the, you know, generator box that you can put on your table, you know, and you plug things into it. Some of the bigger ones are, you know, they can run your refrigerator, lights, charge up your phones, your laptops, maybe have a fan going. Um, you know, TV, if you have an antenna, so, you know, not cable, um, you know, kind of, you know, for communications, radio, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, when the, when the war was just getting underway, we took care of our sister, of my sister-in-law, my wife's sister, and we got her one for over there. So powers out to large sections over there she has power she's keeping things charged up um and you know some of the, it's like one of those like little generators don't do a whole house or a whole apartment that's not what it's intended for but it's it's intended for you know the basics um a cpap machine again refrigerator uh, you know things like that but of course c communications to keep your things charged uh, lights <clears throat> Now, so she was able to keep her cell phone charged. Now, she was able to use WhatsApp to actually call. And that's one of the few things that are still, at least for now, working over there. Um, but yeah, uh, communications is spotty at best over there right now. And that's one of the things that I've... I'm thankful that she's safe and that the family there is currently safe. I mean, anything can happen, you know, pray to God that it doesn't. But this is giving us here a window on what's going on there. The bombings, the drone attacks have been getting worse. Um, and folks, like I said, you know, I believe in my heart that all countries, all governments are corrupt at some level. I'm not saying that Putin is is evil and Zelensky is an angel. No, no. They're both corrupt. 
you know, almost every world leader is corrupt in some fashion. But, as I have said, this coming world war, which I believe, when the historians look back, we'll see that the opening salvo really was the Ukraine-Russian part of it, but is being orchestrated by higher powers. And when I say higher powers, I don't mean presidents and prime ministers. They're pawns. Pawns just as as much as anybody else. But it's being orchestrated. So, yeah, you've got China that's going to be hitting Taiwan, Russia, that once they blow through Ukraine, and I, you know, I know my wife and other family members don't like me saying that, and I wish that Ukraine could fight and win, but if you look at it realistically, once they plow through Ukraine, they're going to hit NATO. They're going to hit Poland or some of these other, you know, uh, other NATO border countries there. And then North Korea hitting South Korea and so on and so forth. All relatively simultaneously. Not exactly at the same time, but within hours or days. Because they know that the Western countries will not be able to deal with that many fronts all happening at once. Especially considering the use of cyber attacks. on Western countries around the world in unison right before everything really goes off. Our Department of Homeland Security here has also confirmed that um, we've been getting hit. I've got that here somewhere. Uh, Yep, is this it? Yep, right here. Uh, Chinese hackers infiltrate critical U.S. infrastructure systems, report says. Uh, This comes from the National Desk, Ray Lewis. With American and Chinese flags flying, people watch as a motorcade carrying President Joe Biden drives past Tuesday, blah, 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 blah. Hackers associated with the Chinese People Liberation Army infiltrated computer systems of approximately two dozen critical units. According to the Washington Post, the entities include a Hawaiian water utility, West Coast port, and oil and gas pipelines. The cyber soldiers also victimized foreign electrical systems. China's strategies indicate that it will try to bar the U.S. from influencing Asian conflicts like a potential Chinese invasion of Taiwan or so chaos among American communities during emergency periods, according to Brandon Wales, Executive Director of Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. It is very clear that the Chinese attempts to compromise critical infrastructure are in part to pre-position themselves to be able to disrupt or destroy that critical infrastructure in the event of a conflict. So, once again, the disruption seeks to either prevent the United States from being able to project power into Asia or to cause societal chaos inside the United States to affect our decision-making uh around a crisis the hackers attention to hawaii suggests china wants to make it difficult for the u.s to ship troops and equipment to taiwan should a conflict arise uh this stuff is um this is stuff they pretty clearly see as relevant to a taiwan scenario uh mcreynolds claim according to washington post though they don't explicitly say this is how uh, we're going to take over taiwan Chinese military officials have discussed enabling their infrastructure disruptions to coincide with airstrikes, like I was just saying. They have talked about timing missile launches with the interruption of command and satellite networks, along with the military logistics systems, according to the Washington Post. If Beijing feared that a major conflict with the United States were imminent, it almost certainly would consider undertaking aggressive cyber operations against U.S. homeland critical infrastructure and military assets worldwide. 
<clears throat> in August, the cyber soldiers tried to infiltrate the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, which operates the state's electrical grid, according to security company Recorded Future. <clears throat> in 2012, PLA hackers collected data regarding industrial control systems from Telvent, whose software operates North American gas pipelines, according to the Washington Post. So <clears throat> what is this saying, folks? Exactly what I've been saying. They've been poking us, prodding us, testing us. <clears throat> and we've blocked them on quite a number of occasions. But how many have we not? How many times did they get through and plant these viruses that we have not found? They're laying dormant, waiting for the attack code. As simple as that. Once again, they do not have to fire a shot, a physical shot at us. Look what they just did to Ukraine. Well, they, as in the Russians. Look at what China has been doing. All they have to do Let's j just talk about the U.S. right now. They don't even have to 100% take out, but just damage, take down temporarily, what have you. Banking, finance, electrical, water, oil and gas. And mess with communications. It doesn't have to be 100%. It could be 40, 50% of this, of that, of this, of that. What effect is that going to have on the country? It's going to shut the country down. Now, if we were all, we were all good little uh, patriots that knew the difference between right and wrong, it would suck, but we'd pull together and we'd get through it and, you know, so on and so forth. But that's not the reality. There's bad people out there evil people, gang members, criminals, so on and so forth, that will take advantage of that going on. Not to mention all the sleeper cells that have been coming across the border. BM South American, BM Iranian, BM Chinese, whatever. It doesn't matter the, the ethnicity that has come across the border. There are sleeper cells here waiting to activate. Some of them are already activating. There are Central American cartels, you know, gangs, already doing hits all across the border, you know, on our side of the border, in suburbs where they are attacking. They're, they're doing home invasions. Where, where they're having, you know, four, five, six guys go in, <clears throat> usually armed, sometimes with body armor, wearing all black, going into homes, robbing them blind, sometimes injuring people in there or killing people in there. And these guys are know what they're doing. They are trained. You know, and how a lot of houses, well, I've got a security system. I got this new wireless Wi-Fi, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Get hard wire. Screw the wireless, okay? For just a couple hundred dollars, you can buy Wi-Fi jammers. So all of a sudden, they're at home and all their screens, you know, their all their cameras that are, you know, sending to their phones or tablets or whatever, because it's all Wi-Fi crap, go staticky. Oh, there must be something wrong with, you know, Meanwhile, then they get hit. I'm not saying that hard wire can't be taken out, too. Of course it can. You saw the stuff back in the old movies. They cut the lines or whatever, you know. But if you set up your system right, you make it hard for them to get to the wires. No system is perfect. Any system can be disrupted at some point. But uh, 
it's a lot harder to cut multiple cables around a property to take out a lot of different cameras. It's a lot harder to do that than to push a button and knock out all the cameras at once because it's all Wi-Fi. Just saying. <laughs> so, I have not been talking out of my ass for the last several months. I've been warning you that these things were going to happen, and they are now happening. It hasn't gone full scale yet, but it's not hard to read the writing that is on the wall. At some point soon, don't know when, could be tomorrow, could be a year from now, could be five years from now. I don't know when, but I can almost guarantee you it is going to happen. Look at the method of operation, what's going on overseas. What makes you think they're not going to do it here? What makes you think they can't do it here? For all those out there with the normalcy bias, oh, it can't happen to me. It can't happen here. It won't happen here. I have nothing to worry about. You're a fool. Flat out. You're an ignorant fool. Just like those you know, um, uh, defund the police lefties that think that, you know, cops, that, you know, all cops are bad and that the, the, uh, you know, these poor huddling masses coming over the border or, you know, this and the other, that they just need help. That same person gets home invaded by the very people he's been, he or she has been, you know, trying to help and support and this, that, and the other, and then they're raped or killed or robbed from, and they're, uh, but, but how did this happen? Uh, <laughs> sometimes I just, I just sit back and, Part of me wants to laugh because I've got that dark humor gene. And I find it ironic and apropos <laughs> that it happens to them. I don't want anyone to ever get hurt. I, I wish we lived in a world where no one got hurt and everything was all, you know, sugar plums and, you know, gumdrops. But that's not the reality. But if you're going to be one of the people saying, oh, owning guns is bad. I don't need to defend myself. There's no reason to defend myself when someone, if someone breaks in, but they're not going to. But if they do, I'll just talk to them and find out why they're acting out and, and, and see how I can help them. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're raping your wife, you beta male, and, you know, robbing you blind in the process. And hopefully, hopefully you survive the encounter. There is true evil in the world. There's also true good. There are very good people out there of every race, of every ethnicity. There are very good people out there. But there's also very evil people out there of every race, of every ethnicity. And the only way to have any semblance of peace and safety is to be prepared, is to be trained, is to be aware, not be paranoid, just be aware of what the possibilities are and what's going on around you. And don't stick your head in the sand and think, oh, it can't happen to me. It won't happen to me. That kind of thing doesn't happen here. Yes, it does. Some of the other entities that, that have been hit recently, Fox uh, News, Rumble, Reddit, and other communication uh, companies uh, and media outlets have also have also uh, have also been hit. Um, not just here. Again, you're saying you know, e, uh, e, 
electrical grids and other things like that in other Western countries. Who done it? China, Iran, Russia, North Korea, any of the baddies that it seems to be out there. There's also been over 70 attacks on the Red Sea against uh, merchant ships and U.S. warships. Uh, again, by Iranian-backed like militias and like rebels and so on and so forth. What is World War III going to look like? Well, open your eyes. It's already here, technically. Just not in full swing. It's going to look like you're, you're going to turn on the TV one day or the radio or wherever you get your news from. And if there's a signal, <laughs> you're going to see news reports of huge areas of grid down. I'm not saying it's going to be a worldwide grid down or even an entire country. I mean, that's all that's a possibility either because of a major solar, you know, thing or 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 or, or something like that. It's probably going to be more regional. Water systems not working, power systems down, uh, traffic lights. I mean, just think of that alone. If all of a sudden, because it's all, you know, it's all computerized now. Take a, any, any major city. And all of a sudden, all the traffic lights are just off, just not working. You're going to have gridlock. Ambulances and, and cops and fire trucks aren't going to be able to get through anywhere. So, I mean, just that one thing alone is going to cause chaos. Put all these things together happening. You turn on the news and, you know, there's no water, you know, in this state. There's no power in that state. Um, all the ATMs are down in 50% of the you know country. You know, things like that all happening more or less at once. God forbid if there's any actual physical terrorist attack going on at the same time. Hence the sleeper cells hitting a mall here, a movie theater there, or whatever. So while the Western cities are in chaos trying to figure out what's going on, wait for the other shoe to drop. Shortly after that, just like the report we're saying, that's when China's going to hit Taiwan. That's when Russia is going to just do the major volley, walk through the rest of Ukraine, and start hitting Poland and, and some of the other places. North Korea goes into South Korea. Iran starts a major attack on Israel and some of its other neighbors. That's what it's going to look like, folks. The Polish are... Um, the Polish border crossings with Ukraine are blocked again. Um, again, NATO sees what's coming. So they are shutting down the borders. So people that are trying to get out of Ukraine right now can't. Which is bad, of course. But it's not just about them not being able to get out. It's why are they doing it? Because they see what's coming. They see that Russia is going to do the push sometime soon. Don't know when, but sometime soon. So they are trying to prepare. One of the last little bits of news that I'm going to hit before we go into more of the actual prepping topic. Now, this is actually from a, uh, from a few months ago. Well, yeah. A, f a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, actually. Colonel Douglas McGregor, former, you know, he's re retired. Colonel Douglas McGregor says, we will never get to the 2024 election. Banks will close. He said, quote, I don't think we'll ever get to the 2024 election. I think things are going to implode in Washington before then. I don't think, I think our economic financial condition is fragile. 
and it's going to come home to roost in ugly ways. And I agree. Uh, not just because of our economic, again, put the U.S. in a vacuum, okay? We're not having to deal with any wars or cyber attacks or anything like that. Just economically, we are tens of trillions in debt. Inflation is not under control. It's not going crazy like it was, but it's not under control. More and more people are being laid off. I know so many people that can't find work. They're putting out they're putting out you know their application and resumes at dozens and dozens of places. But it all really comes down to this. The left and the globalists and the neocons cannot let someone like Trump. I'm not even saying it has to be Trump. They can't let someone like Trump get back in the White House. Someone that is actually pro-America, pro-Constitution, pro-liberty, pro-freedom, pro-the founders. Because it goes against everything that they believe and that they're trying to set up. I'm a firm believer that if they truly think that Trump or someone like Trump has a real shot of winning and they can't cheat their way out of this one, they're going to pull the plug. They're going to crash the system. Why? Well, number one, to cause chaos, because if something like that happens, then easy to care martial law, there is no election, yada, yada, yada. Crash the financial system. Well, you know, the U.S. dollar just didn't work. So we've got to rebuild and we're going to start now, you know, with all these little banks and all the problems those little banks had. No, we're going to have one central bank for, for the country. And so that, you know, we don't have to worry about a collapse again. CBDC. Central bank digital currency. That way, you know, there's no chance that it can happen again. If we control it all, we don't have these little banks doing things wrong and and people hiding money. And He truly believes that. And I tend to agree with him. But that's why I'm saying, folks, you have to look at this is a multi-prong attack on Western civilization, freedom, and liberty. They've got backup plan after backup plan. You know, if they have to crash the system, they'll crash the system. If they have to start World War III, they'll start World War III. If they have to do this, they'll do that. Whatever. They're going to do what they need to do to take full control. So, with so much happening so fast, what do you do first? What do you do first, honestly? Well, let's go back to the basics. Let's start from the beginning, especially if these are new people tuning in for the first time. Or you're sitting there with a family member that's, you know, got you duct taped down to the chair, <laughs> forcing you to listen. Or you're on a long road trip uh, right now and, uh, you know, they're doing 80 miles an hour so you can't step out of the car. We'll start at the basics. Let's go... The rules of threes. We've talked about this before. What are the prepper rules of three? Well, there used to be only about three or four of them, but now there's actually more of them. Okay. We'll start this at the beginning. You've got about three seconds 
to react to a dangerous situation. Think situational awareness. You know, whatever it is, be it that creepy looking guy that might be about to, you know, carjack you or or uh, try and uh, rob you at gunpoint, knife point, whatever. Or it could be something that has nothing to do with that. You know, situational awareness. You're working in a warehouse. Your job is working, you know, at a Amazon warehouse, Costco, Walmart, wherever, you know. And you hear metal creaking and wood snapping. You've got a couple of seconds to react to what's going on. Are the steel racks behind you collapsing? Are you about to be crushed? Is it happening further away so that you're safe, but you need to try to help other people? It doesn't have to just be about bad guys doing something. It could be a completely regular... The air, the, um, the air sirens go off because a tornado is coming. You've got a couple of seconds to react, not just sit there and go, oh, what do I do? Three seconds to react to an emergency situation of some sort. If you freeze beyond that, most likely you're toast. Three minutes without air, which is the usual time limit for people. Anything beyond three minutes, brain starts dying. Now, yes, there have been exceptions to the rule. The person falls into ice cold water. His body slows down. The process is enough. And they're underwater for 30 minutes. They get rescued and they're able to start the heart again. And they have no brain damage because the body slowed down enough. Yada, yada. Yes, it does happen. But 99.9% of the time, three minutes plus without air, you're dead. Three hours without shelter in a severe climate, super hot, you know, 120 degrees, Death Valley, uh, 50 below, um, you know, Canada, wherever. But you've got about three hours that you can survive in an extreme environment. So you need to find shelter quick or, you know, do something. Three days without water. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, at about two days, you're already becoming delusional and your and your systems are starting to shut down. And and but yeah, you know, for the most part, within about three days of no water, you are most likely dead. Three weeks without food. Again, after about two weeks, you're beginning to lose your ability to think correctly, making mistakes, getting weaker and weaker. And yes, there are variables that could extend that. Do you have a few extra pounds? Are you um, in a situation where you're not expending that many calories? You're like, you know, sitting somewhere waiting for rescue. Um, yeah, so I mean, it can be extended somewhat. But in general, it's about three weeks without food before you start dying. Three months without companionship or outside contact with people. Loneliness will drive most people crazy and delusional quite quickly. Think of solitary confinement. So I'm not talking about, oh, I was locked down during COVID and uh, I didn't leave my house for three months and I'm fine. Yeah, but you still had TV. You still had radio. You still had your phone to talk to people. That's still social contact. You still had your computer probably or your phone, if it's, if it's a smartphone, to FaceTime with people and, and see another human being and communicate. No, I'm talking about three months without seeing anyone. You know, you're stuck on a deserted island. There's no one around, period. Or, again, like solitary confinement makes people insane and then three years without rebuilding life as we know it yeah if if something big enough happens and it takes more than three years to get things back started going normal they're not going back to normal in your lifetime you know but shelter protection from the elements some of the things you know back to the basics you need shelter you need food, 
you need water, you need meds, you know, different medicines, things like antibiotics, you know, because a simple, small cut from a thorn can become infected and give you septus and you die. It's really that simple. More people die after natural disasters from injuries and illness. They survive the actual incident. They die afterwards from infection, injury, illness. So it's shelter, food, water, meds, and defense. Like I said, there's millions and millions and millions of good, wonderful people out there of every race, every ethnicity. But there's also millions of evil people out there. And some of them might not be evil. They may be a good person, but put in a situation where they are willing or having to do nasty, dirty, evil things to survive or for their family to survive. Not that I condone it, but, you know, you have a wife and a child and your wife and child are starving to death slowly and you've reached the end of your rope and you figure, well, you know, I'm going to have to go do what I have to do to get them food so they don't die you may be inclined to do very evil, nasty things. I pray that is not the situation that you're ever put into. I pray that is not a situation that I am ever put into. But once again, that is why we are preppers. If you prepare, then the odds of that happening are less. Again, being a prepper does not guarantee you survival. It does not guarantee that things are going to be all all sugar, you know, plums and dandelions for you. But it makes your it makes the odds in your favor. Makes the chances much better for you and your family or and your tribe, your mag, your community, whatever. For those new people to this that are tuning in, prepping is not about fear. It's just the opposite. If you think that bad stuff can happen to your family, the smart, the logical, the loving, the caring thing to do is to prepare to protect your family. Make sure they have water. Make sure they have food. Make sure they have shelter. And you better well damn sure make sure that you have a way to defend them so some other bad person does not come and kill you and take your stuff. It's really that simple. And I pray it never happens to you. But realistically, looking what we're seeing all over the world right now, and it's not even just right now. I'm not saying, oh, it's never been this bad. And, you know, look throughout history. There's been good times in history, and there's been some really evil, hardcore times in history. It goes back and forth. We just happen to be going down one of those bad times again. For all those people that lived during peaceful times of plenty, awesome. You know, that was awesome. But think, there's been times throughout history, multiple, multiple times where things have been nasty. Hitler, Genghis Khan, the Black Plague. Go on further back, the fall of Rome, the fall of Greece. Alexander the Great, you know, the Mongol hordes, you know. We are no different now than we were then. Human nature, human psychology is still the same thing. Wars are fought over resources, 
wars were fought over politics. Natural disasters just happen. Sometimes coinciding with man-made stuff, you know. How many times throughout history has something bad happened to a country or to a people that was natural, but then some other bad country or people took advantage of the situation? So, eh, hey, you know, whatever it was weakened them, so let's just go over there and do what we want to do. There's no going back, folks. All you can do is prepare. Now, some of the things that I've been trying to help with, um, there's a couple of things that I've posted in uh, the uh, St. Cloud Prepping and Survival group on Facebook, one of which uh, is really interesting. It is the uh, Prepping Matrix. It's basically, it's a flow chart for those of you in business or in computer stuff, it's a flow chart of how to prep and what you need to do. Um, if you go, it's right now. Um, well, if you're listening to this around <laughs> uh, December 13th of 2023, it should be one of the first posts uh, in the um, St. Cloud Prepping and Survival group on Facebook. If not, if you're listening to this weeks later, just go to the files tab and you can find it there and you can download it. It's a uh, PDF file. Uh, it's a giant flow chart and, you know, it's got the center and then it's got things like medical, water, food, protection, survival plan, communications, energy, financial, and sanitation and hygiene. And then each one of those breaks down a little further. Like, let's say, let's go with medical, okay? And we scroll down, it branches into three things. Knowledge, level one, clinic, and first aid kits. And then each of those break down further. The first aid kit breaks down to bulk medical supplies, reference materials, large kit, IFAC, and some of them coincide with other things, you know? So and it, it, it just breaks down further and further all the way to the, let's say energy, uh, like one of the branches on energy um, is, Generator. Well, it requires fuel. So what kind of fuel? Gas, short shelf life, diesel, moderate shelf life, propane, indefinite shelf life. Okay, and then it goes down further. How do you store the fuel? Do you have fuel treatment? Now, a different branch was gasification, you know, or solar or, you know, it just, it's really awesome. Um, you can print it out, um, but if you print it out on, on a regular uh, size uh, piece of paper for your printer. What's that? Eight and a half by 11. Um, some of it is a little small to read, so you may need uh, a magnifying glass. <laughs> if you're looking at the PDF, of course, you can blow it up. You can magnify on the computer. Um, maybe if you have a printer that can print out the, like, what is it, uh, 11 by 14 sheets. Um, it, it'll probably be a lot easier to read. Right now, though, I'm having a friend of mine um, who does media stuff, seeing if he can blow it up uh, to be poster size, you know, uh, maybe, you know, um, 18 by 24 or maybe, a, you know, a bit bigger. Um, and then, you know, so like you could post that in your pantry or in your shelter, whatever, you know, uh, so, you know, if he can do it, I'll see how it looks and then we'll figure out and I'll have to talk to the people that originally did this and see if it's okay for me to, uh, give them out like that. Um, now another really cool thing for going with the news right now and what is the news right now well like i said all these cyber attacks and stuff a really uh good youtube channel city prepping 
Um, I don't agree with the guy on everything. You know, he's always been a bit more like, oh, I don't think this stuff's going to happen. But now he's actually starting to come around. But he's still a bit more uh, urban-minded. But there is a lot of good information, and he does have some really good videos. I posted a file also at the St. Cloud Prepping and Survival Group. Same thing. It's a PDF. It's a 26-page uh, manual of how to protect yourself from cyber attacks. And go ahead and download it and uh, read through it. And hopefully that will help with some of what uh, some of what we're having to deal with right now, you know? <laughs> I want to thank you guys for tuning in. But just remember, it is not about fear. It is not about panicking. It's just about being prepared to take care of yourself, your family, your community, your mag, your tribe, <laughs> however you want to call it. If you don't have one already, get a bug out bag, a get home bag for your vehicle. You know, um, I've done shows on that before. Next week, I will go a little more in depth uh, in that again um, from a slightly different angle, though. For, again, some of the new people that are just now coming on board <laughs> uh, in terms of the life that is called prepping. Don't forget to, if you are already a seasoned prepper, go through your checklist right now. I'd say do it at least once a week. Just make sure you got what you need. Just go through. I'm not saying you have to do a hardcore inventory of every last little thing. But at least look through your stuff, you know, at least in general. You'd be surprised, you know, it just happened to me recently. My, my son was like, I think we're out of ketchup. I'm like, of course we're not out of ketchup. Go in the pantry. We've got bottles of it in there. I don't see any. Uh, you're 13. You're blind. Hold on. I'm going to go back. In. And I, and sure enough, he was right. I, I was wrong. I didn't pay attention. And we were out of ketchup. Got 240,000 bottles of mustard and everything else, you know. <laughs> but we were out of ketchup. So... It pays just once a week, go in there, a quick glance. Again, I'm not saying you've got to sit there and do some hardcore deep dive inventory, but at least take a look and see, um, you know, is there anything that you see that jumps out at you? Oh, crap. I didn't know I was low on that. Okay, well, let me take care of this, you know. It's just that easy, folks. Just that easy. Don't forget to check out and join the Prepper group on Facebook, St. Cloud Prepping and Survival. Like I said, there's some great files there, information that you can download, you can read. There's videos there as well. A lot of the articles that we talk about are posted right there. So if you want to go more in depth than my little skimming through it, you can dig deep into where exactly it came from. And great videos from other great YouTubers, um, Diamond from the Oppenheimer Rants Project, who we've had on, Joe Alton, you know, from uh, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, um, Guy from City Prepping, Dave Dubine from Adapt 2030, all these different channels that you should be, you know, at least checking them out occasionally, you know, because it's good to get your information from multiple sources, we aren't always going to agree on everything. And that's good. Get different perspectives. Maybe I'm wrong on something and he's right or vice versa. Also check out our podcast page on Facebook, the Bonsai Prepping Podcast. Email me anytime, anytime you want. Bonsai at M4Radio.com with your questions, with your comments, with your ideas. If you are learned in a certain topic um 
of either survival or prepping or tactics or anything like that, and you'd like to come on the show, let me know. Shoot me an email. We'll talk about it. And uh, you can, if you're local, you can come into the studio live. Or if you're not, you know, you can phone it in. Not a problem with that. That always works. Bonsai at M4Radio.com. In closing, in closing, my brothers and my sisters, remember, stay safe, stay strapped, and never, ever panic. Bonsai out.